I have to say, I'm not a big fan of the Arizona congressperson who put forth a bill that says Bitcoin will be a legal tender if passed. And this is probably never going to pass, but in the long, sh you know, it may, right? It's being proposed. And the governor, is, I think, has even said that they'll pass it. Um, the governor of Texas has even said, the Republican governor of Texas has even said he'll pass it. Or the, the, the challenger, sorry, to the Republican governor um, said that he'll pass Bitcoin legal tender laws. So what is Bitcoin legal tender? Well, we can look to El Salvador and they, so they, they uh, caused you know, quite a public storm whenever they, they passed their law that said Bitcoin would be legal tender because they were the first country to do so. But, you know, in addition to legal tender laws, they also said that the Bitcoin must be accepted at every merchant for any kind of good or service. Now they 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 put in there an uh, opt out where if you don't have the technology uh, infrastructure to accept it, you can be you can basically opt out. But that's sort of arbitrary. Like how do you how do you know who has the infrastructure and who doesn't? So on the face of it, you just take the law, you know, sort of as it as it um, as it is as it is um, written, and just assume that you're not going to be able to apply for an exception. So they're basically forcing um, retail to take uh, to take um, Bitcoin for for goods and services. Now that's an extension of what I read as legal tender when I look up the definition. The definition basically says all debts must must be settled in legal tender. So if something is designated as legal tender, a debt would be so a loan that you took out or something like that. Uh, so the, the lender would have to then accept Bitcoin as a form of payment uh, to, you know, paying back this loan that they, 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 they issued to you. Uh, they, should, they issued you a loan. Maybe it was dollars and or whatever. Yeah, dollars. And uh, they'd be forced to accept Bitcoin instead as payment. The problem with that, just 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 by the nature of Bitcoin, is that it's so volatile that, and it's also very difficult to sell. So it's very volatile. It can drop twenty percent in, I don't know, an hour. It can drop eighty percent in an hour. I mean, it's also all over the place, and you have to be approved by an exchange, and these exchange are exchanges are technically not really regulated. So. To be fair, some exchanges say they're regulated, but what do they mean by that? I don't, I don't even know. I mean, uh, they're not regulated like, like a, like um, like your stock portfolio exchange, right? They're not regulated like these exchanges uh, that we typically see in the securities market um, or, you know, any other real, really, real uh, industry that you might assume would would have you know a long established history of being regulated. So while they say they're regulated, some of them do. Um, I don't doubt that some of them are actually buying by some kind of regulation, but they they fail to disclose whenever they say, "Oh, we're regulated." They fail to disclose what exactly, uh, who exactly they're regulated by, what are the rules that they abide by, and how is it different than um, say you know when you're you're trading. Um, 
your trading stocks in your brokerage account. And just basic common sense. Um, stocks are securities. They're regulated by the SEC. There's all kinds of additional regulations that, that, that uh, brokerages or exchanges um, have to abide by if things are if things are classified as securities, if you're trading securities. So we just know that by the nature of, of the entire crypto industry, including Bitcoin, Bitcoin is not classified as a security. Uh, not yet, <laughs> maybe not ever, but uh, the fact that it's not a security and the regulators don't see it as such means that it's never going to be regulated like a security, um, a stock security would be on another exchange. So just by common sense, let me just use your, your own logic. You can come to this conclusion that the regulations just don't exist. Um, you know, the, the security regulations are just not there because Bitcoin's not classified as a security. Um, so my big problem with this law that Arizona wants to, wants to pass is that, um, you know, I don't know where Bitcoin, Bitcoin is supposedly a commodity. Now who first proposed that? I don't know. And, you know, I don't know if that's just a default to, well, it's not a security, this question, right? It's not a security. It's, it's. Some people say it's a currency, but maybe you could argue it's not a currency. Uh, well, what is it, right? What is this thing that people are trading? Um, I think that it became a commodity because it just sort of defaulted to a commodity. But let's be honest here. It's not what you typically think of as a commodity. You think of it as a raw good, a tangible good, a... a something that is extracted usually from the environment, right? Something tangible that then is, is used as a raw input good or sold, sold by itself. But usually it's a raw input good. Not always, right? Um, but, but usually. Um, so pigs, for instance, cattle, corn, um, gold, silver, metal, different metals, right? Copper, um, Wheat. So all of these things are usually an input good. Yeah, you could just, you could eat the wheat, right? <laughs> you could just, you could buy it and use it, like eat it. But but it's usually sold in large quantities to a producer of some kind of, uh, I don't know, people who make cream of wheat, something like that. So they're using these products, people who make pig products, people who, who slice up the pig and make, sell bacon or whatever they do. Uh, people who sell gold or sell silver or sell um, any kind of metal um, to be used to construct some some device, some, some device that uses the properties of the thing itself. Some, so a commodity um, can be traded and it's usually um, it's usually traded by people who provide a market and liquidity to producers or, or extractors of this raw commodity good. So they there's there is um so there's people that, that are speculating and that's totally fine. Uh they're speculating on the where the price will go. But that's that's that is regulated by the CFTC. Commodity markets are regulated by the CFTC. And because Bitcoin sort of doesn't really have a home, it's a currency, it's a it's a it's a um they say it's a commodity, it's not a security. 
you know, what is this thing? Um, and the reason why people don't understand the reason why different regulatory uh, groups want to get their claws on Bitcoin. It's not that anybody's really trying to overpower anyone. It's because this thing actually touches um, different organizations and their 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 purview. So they're so the people that um, I think it's FinCEN who's worried about money laundering or just where they, they just want to tr there's 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 people in government whose responsibility is to track where different flows of funds are going and usually it's done through some kind of currency it's done through some some kind of entity that that can at least temporarily store value and i hate to use that word store value around bitcoin but because i don't think it's really appropriate but um but in the short term, yeah, Bitcoin can store value. And that's actually its main use case is that you can actually uh, buy Bitcoin, right? At whatever rates that, that exist, doesn't matter if it's a dollar, doesn't matter if it's $50,000. I can, if I have a short term trade, sorry, a short term payment requirement and my, my counterparty wants Bitcoin and it's the transaction is gonna be settled in Bitcoin, uh, and they're going to assume sort of the fluctuating currency risk. Um, and maybe that's the best way for them to get, to get the value out. I don't, I, you know, whatever, I, it doesn't matter. I can go and buy whatever a uh, dollar amount of Bitcoin is required at the time of my agreement, uh, um, and then send that to them. And it's acting as a payment rail. So the reason why governments are interested in that, of course, is because it's moving existing value. And anything that moves existing value is of interest to the government in certain regulations. Now, that's not the CFTC's job. That's sort of like FINRA's job or, or FinCEN. I think it's FinCEN. Whoever, whoever the government person is that, that wants to check that out, that's their job. So that's why they have their fingers in, in crypto. Uh, the other entity that has their fingers in crypto is the CFTC because they, they want to regulate commodities. And they've deemed Bitcoin a commodity. Um, I think this is an interesting discussion. Is Bitcoin really a commodity? But it, but I think it relates to you know how Bitcoin is proof of work, and they need large amounts of energy. They it, basically what you're doing is you're proving when you when you get a block, you've proven that you have earned uh, that you have spent this much energy. Your computer spent this much time computing um this puzzle right but it's also very it's also like gambling because it's also very much based on luck but predictably if you have um you can sort of predict how often your guesses at least in the long term are going to come up uh right or at least it's, it's sort of like the luck of the draw meets um how big your computer is but the point is is that is energy really a commodity or should it should we really think of it as as such or should we think of it as a service and i think that depends on what it's being used for and i think just like bitcoin people are confused because people in bitcoin usually focus on the token itself there's this whole there's this whole slogan that's like bitcoin not blockchain and it was basically trying to tell people in the community that and not doing a very good job of it. And the other side wasn't doing a good job of it either. They were saying, oh yeah, I'm not interested in Bitcoin. I'm interested in the technology or Bitcoin or, or blockchain. They actually had a point, but they didn't say it correctly. What they should have said is Bitcoin is a technology payment rail. And I'm interested in that. I think that's cool. 
but I'm not really interested in the token, the speculative, you know, move movement, the price appreciation itself. I'm interested in the technology as a way to transfer real value. And you buy Bitcoin with real dollars. And then in theory, the network works, right? And like the binders keep mining and it keeps propagating. And you can you can essentially send someone real value because it's assuming a lot of things. It's assuming that an exchange exists on their side where they can cash out from Bitcoin to their local currency. It's assuming that that it won't move a lot in that, that short amount of time. And maybe it won't, or maybe it will. But it's assuming a lot of things. But let's just give them the assumptions. So the people that said blockchain, not Bitcoin, I think are actually more right than the people that say Bitcoin, not blockchain. And I used to not think so. I used to think, okay, the blockchain, not uh, blockchain, not Bitcoin people are scammers and they just want to create their own altcoin. But now I think that they, I think I realized they're talking about the technology and it, it has a payment service. And if they're talking about that, then I agree with them. Um, where I was going with that is that energy right now. So there's deregulated grids and there's, there's regulated grids. And a lot of people who think deregulated grids are good see the word deregulated and just automatically assume it's a free market. Well, it's not. Um, but the point is, is that how are you going to, the problem with energy is you have to, you have to dive into the physics and you have to understand that the energy produced has to basically be consumed right away. It's, we don't have a good way to store energy. And so when you, and but energy, the other, energy is a crucial part of being a, a human. You need energy, right, to survive. Um, so how do we go, how do we balance this thing that like we have to produce, okay? So we have to, we have to take from like um, natural gas and create something that can be, create energy that can be um, basically electricity that can be used. I, that's my general understanding so far is that the, the, these raw input energy sources, right? Solar or whatever, they have to be sort of converted on the fly or they have to have, they have to be con, con, converted into usable energy, whatever that may entail, some kind of energy, some kind of electricity. And, you know, if you produce natural gas, you can't just like send natural gas. Well, so natural gas, yeah, you have, you, know, you use natural gas um, for tanks and stuff, right? So you, there's lots of, there's your stove use natural gas, your water heater, but natural gas can also be, I think, converted into straight up electricity. I don't know how they do that exactly. Maybe natural gas just supports like, um, you know what? I don't know very well because I can't explain it simply on the fly. Like I thought I did and maybe I used to, but okay. I have to go back because there's something in my understanding that I don't understand. But the point is, is that how do you take a good, right? A good, right? That that has to be produced in some way or has to be, let's just say transformed. So there's raw inputs of energy. This has to be tr transformed on the fly or created because it basically when it's created the form that we need it in electricity uh, has to be like used right away. There's no way to store it. So it has to be used on the fly. So how do we figure this market out? How do we, how do we determine um, what should be regulated? What shouldn't, what, uh, should there be like, um, certain types of energy that are, are more resilient to weather, different weather fluctuations. Like, you know, when the wind isn't blowing, you're not going to have, um, the wind turbines working. 
So there's all, this is very complicated system. So what is the commodity? Because there's also this equation that, that you know, power is different than energy. Energy is sort of the amount of energy you use to produce a certain amount of power, which is to power your, what you need to power, your AC, your, your heat, uh, whatever, um, your lights, uh, um, over time, like amount that you use or intensity that is required over a certain amount of time. And they, they bill you based off your energy used. So your power is different from your, your energy, um, that you actually are charged for. So they're calling energy a commodity, but you're actually using something else. So to me, it doesn't make sense. You're being charged for, you, you are being charged for something that you, that, that was required to produce certain power. But to me, and maybe the same thing, maybe I just don't understand quite, quite fully yet, but there's two equations and there's two equations telling me that this thing is not the thing that I'm into. I'm, I'm, I'm really, um, I really care about because I care about using electricity reliably, um, when I want to use it, right. Not just when the sun is shining or the wind is blowing, I sort of want to pay for a service that's reliable that's cheap, that doesn't have huge fluctuations in price. And when you have a complete free market, the way that the grid is set up, and that this is really, really hard to understand because normally you like free markets and you like pricing, but the problem is, is that I don't think it is a free market. I think it's rigged because there's um, incentives for, for renewables, there's tax breaks, there's all kinds of things going on um, that incentivize certain players and they're not fully responsible for the reliability part of the grid. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not explaining it correctly, but I'm saying that uh, this, this is all, this is a deep dive into how energy <laughs> probably should not be considered a commodity. The better argument probably is to just say that, that energy was um, advocated as a policy to treat to be treated as a commodity in the 1990s when California, um, when the California blackout started occurring and Enron, everyone knows about Enron, they started trading energy. So if, if it can be commoditized, right? Um, if it can be traded, the traders love this. And this is, this is how they made a bunch of money is they, they, um, they wanted the policy change of let's treat energy as a commodity that can be traded. And, and, um, what they've done in Texas is pretend like it's a free market when it's really not call it a free market and call it, Oh, it's, it's a good solution, right? Cause Texas is mainly Republican um, and call it the best solution that we have because it's deregulated and people on the surface. Oh yeah. I support deregulation, but it's not really deregulated. There's all kinds of players in the market and incentives for renewable energy, which is unreliable, which is not really what people want. So I think the way to think about it is start with what people want. People want reliable energy. Right. And this is not a conversation about energy. I, I meant for this to be a conversation about whether energy, the way that we think of it, paying for power, paying for electricity should be thought of as a commodity or should be thought of as a service. And I think it should be thought of as a service because we all sort of want to think of it as I want my electricity on. And that's sort of a service that someone provides. I'm not just paying for this raw commodity called energy because I'm not a, I'm not a trader. I'm not looking to flip this like here. OK, this is epiphany. I'm a retail person. I want my house to have heat or AC or have light. So 
it's a service because I am using the, 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 uh, product, right? So I'm not flipping it, right? So if I was a commodity trader, I'd be flipping it. I'd be basically trying to, trying to determine, oh, is this a good, good, uh, place to buy, buy pigs, you know, buy whatever commodity gold or buy, um, wheat, uh, oil. Is this a good time? Because I think that, uh, demand right now is low, but it'll just shoot up later, whatever I can make a profit to another person who is actually going to end up using this as a raw input good to provide some product. Or it's another trader who's who's taking my my trade and just putting on a counter trade. But the end result of all these these speculative CFTC, CFTC commodity trading is to allow the functioning of a commodities market. And the functioning of a commodities market is to get the commodity to the producer. So the producer is providing, is taking that commodity, that raw input and, and, and transforming it into some kind of good or service. It's usually a good or service, but I can't, a good, it's not a good, it's not tangible. Electricity is, so is electricity real or is it abstract? So it's real, it's sort of real, it's electrons, right? I, I don't know. Is it real or is it abstract? And compare that to Bitcoin. Is it real or is it abstract? Uh, Bitcoin, I don't know. That's a question to come back to. But the point is, is that if you are a customer, if you are an in-customer, I'm using electricity. I am. So whenever I turn on the light, there's there's electricity and then there's there's like heat and it's dissipating and I'm using it. Right. I, I, so it's, this is the end of the road. Right. I'm using this this energy. And I know that that there's this law that says energy is neither consumed nor. I don't know, created. Whatever it is, but it's like the conservation rule, the heat, the energy basically just transforms or goes to a different, it goes into a different form. Uh, so my energy, my, my light you know, is producing some heat is it's, it's producing light is producing heat. I'm not a physicist, but it's, I'm, I'm basically, I'm not recapturing this energy. Like it's not something that I can like reuse or it's not something I can re trade. What I'm saying is I'm using it up. So if I'm using it up, should it really be treated as a commodity? Because I'm sort of the end user. I don't think so. I think it should be treated as a service. So that's 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 my that's my argument. I just sort of came to that on the fly. But the point of this of this um, little podcast, little talk, or whatever, um, was was to ask the question: Is Bitcoin a commodity? It's defaulting to commodity. Um, you know, maybe because Bitcoin can never be consumed it, that maybe that's why the regular see it as a commodity, or maybe that's why whoever thought of it should be a commodity. This person thought, oh, Bitcoin should be a commodity. Maybe that's why they thought so, because it's actually never consumed. You actually don't need Bitcoin for anything. It's not a raw input good to anything. But the problem with that too, is that commodities are usually raw input goods. They're, I mean, they're not usually um, directly consumed. They have to be somehow molded somehow produced uh, you know even pigs have to be you know sliced and diced in order to get you your bacon or whatever your pork chop yeah sure some people buy raw pigs but not by the thousands or whatever i mean unless you are um somebody who's making a product out of them which is what what i how i view commodities but um uh, there is a reason why all these different regulate regulators um have a hand in in Bitcoin and 
you know, the, the confusion is, is like, who's really regulating it? Like they all have, they all have a different function. They all do different things. They all are concerned about a different area that sort of Bitcoin touches. So it's, it's hugely, hugely complicated. Um, and now I forgot what I originally um, was saying because I was so focused on um, the energy part, explaining that, which I didn't do very well. But I think there is an analogy, there's a similarity in thinking that energy should be a commodity itself. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be traded. I'm just saying for retail, it shouldn't be thought of as a commodity. I think it should be thought of as a service. And Bitcoin similarly should be thought of as a service, although a service you think of a technology provider, you know, providing a certain service or guaranteeing a certain level of service. And there's actually, there's no one that's really providing that. So it, 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 as it is sort of a service, but uh, you could say, well, who's running it um, is a valid question to ask. So that argument also um, falls flat or it needs more explanation. Oh, okay. So I believe I started it talking about the Arizona big Bitcoin legal tender law. Uh, ended up talking about commodities, whether energy is a commodity, and going on a very long tangent about that. But it relates to, is Bitcoin really a commodity? Um, I forgot how I got necessarily to, from the Arizona uh, legal tender law to Bitcoin as a commodity. I think I was talking about how Money is usually a commodity, uh, explaining how Bitcoin may not be a commodity. And then I got on energy as well. Um, but just a few more comments on the legal tender law. Legal tender is something that states that all, pub, you know, all public debts or all, de I don't know if it means just government debts or all private debts uh, also must be, be settled in the legal tender. So that would require someone who, take it, who took out a loan uh, the, the lender to then accept Bitcoin if it's legal tender. This is also unconstitutional. They, I think the Constitution says no, no, um, no state shall make anything other than than silver or gold uh, legal tender. Um, but also, you know, why Bitcoin? I mean, what's next? Uh, the most, you know, Dogecoin or Ethereum. What are we, what are we going to have next? Um, the biggest community, the the big the community that can basically buy off the most politicians. Are they going to advocate too for their community to uh, to have their their preferred per, uh, crypto as legal legal tender? I mean, what about seashell? Should we go back to seashells? Um, is the shell community is is the you know the, the people that dig up shells and trade them in the sea in the uh, stores or stores along the ocean? You know those beach stores. Are they going to advocate for some kind of shell? Going back to shells and make that legal tender in Florida or something. I mean, what what the point is is that um, I think the Bitcoin community look at gold and they're like, well, why is this still on the books? Well, it's it's it gold and silver were historically money before dollars, um, and when the Constitution was written. Uh, that was seen as the best money. Um, and it wasn't just at the time, it was just through, you know, looking throughout history. But I think that there's been so many references to Bitcoin as the next digital gold that, that now they think that they have an in and a, a, a real like legal or just basically um, an analogy why they should be 
legal tender. But what is, but then you can ask yourself, what does legal tender mean? Yeah, so you can pay your taxes in, in Bitcoin. What does that mean? What does that actually mean? It means the government has to purchase your Bitcoin or whatever, yeah, your Bitcoin that's now legal tender. So at the bare minimum, this is what it means, that you can pay taxes. Now, does, does Arizona have a state income tax? I don't know. But if Bitcoin's legal tender, it means that the, that government entity who, who said that has to then purchase your Bitcoin for any taxes that you owe. Now, what does that mean? It means, so Bitcoin is highly volatile. It means that they have to be a buyer, that basically the Bitcoiners want a buyer of last resort. Everything they do and that they advocate for policy reasons points to this. Like this is the, the route. They want another buyer. They're, tr they're looking for another buyer and they're hoping to convince governments to be the buyer of last resort. They're trying to convince pension funds, uh, which is basically other people's money. It could be private pensions or it could be public pensions. Basically, they're trying to get some kind of buyer to come in and, and float the market or, or, or bid up the market or buy their crypto from them so that they can cash out. This is what this is about. Um, and I, I think this is unconstitutional and I think Bitcoiners are going in the wrong direction advocating for the Bitcoin legal tender laws. Um, I've spoken about before how we have competing factions in our status government, and it's natural for any kind of entity or group that gains, gains some um, money to advocate for their interests. But Bitcoin was supposed to be sort of anti-government or supposed to, supposed to exist without government or even if government came down on them. And it increasingly looks like the opposite is true. Um, they're trying to buy for power. They believe that if they don't have it, they will be crushed uh, into oblivion, which is probably true. So the, basically the people who have been um, debunked or the people, sorry, the people that have been proven wrong have been the people that says Bitcoin is anti-government. Now, there's certain functionality probably of Bitcoin that could exist without government, but it wouldn't exist as it is today. It'd be much smaller. The price wouldn't be anywhere near it is where it is now be a lot smaller. Maybe it could still function and exist, but not practically, not to the level it exists today. Um, obviously, this politician who's advocating for this, I don't know anything about it. I think it's actually, um, it's a Republican uh, Congress person. I don't know if they already are, are a member of Congress or if they're running. They're obviously doing it for political points to get crypto donations or to get the, the, um, the blessing of the crypto community. It probably will never be passed. I mean, maybe there's a slight chance, but it may not be passed. But the fact that they're even saying that they'll pass it, um, they probably think right now, well, there's there's more people that are pro and there's less people that are con. So it'll be an advantage for me. Yeah, some people may not like it, but they're already on the left or whatever, so I don't have to worry about them. Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't count your chickens before they hatched. I'm somebody who is not on the left and I would not, I'm not really on the right either. I have a no man's land, but I would not, uh, appreciate this unconstitutional act. I mean, it's, it's, so if you're going to advocate for Bitcoin legal tender laws, which is unconstitutional, you have really no claim or no right to say anything that anyone else does is unconstitutional, is, is unconstitutional, right? Because you want to violate with, violate the constitution with your, your Bitcoin legal tender laws, which is basically, in my opinion, just a cry for help. It is say the last resort of Bitcoin buyers will be the government. Uh, these people absolutely want the government to come in and buy their Bitcoin from them so they can they can be cashed out and to support the market. 
Uh, the, I, I can't see any other reason why they're advocating for this so strongly. Um, it's unconstitutional. Yeah, you could say that maybe not everything in the Constitution is great, but you have no leg to stand on if you're advocating for, for um, unconstitutional law, like creating Bitcoin as legal tender, and, uh, and you know, the left who's, who's discriminating maybe against, like, white people or something legally, like, through affirmative action. You can't really be principled. I mean, you can't, you will be instantly cut down. <laughs> uh, you'll be called a hypocrite, which they rightly are. Um, so, um, and then we're, you know, where are we? There's people that are advocating we go back to abiding by the constitution. There's people in the crypto universe who just want to trash it all. Um, and, but they don't like what the left is doing either. So I don't know where these people are. I mean, where they stand, but they also want control over government, but then they say they don't like government. So I'm so confused now with these Bitcoiners. I really am. <laughs> uh, I guess that's all I want to say about that. <laughs>